You know, obviously that's two home games in a row where it's uh, been a, a rough, you know, fourth quarter for us. So we got to figure out how to maintain our energy even if shots aren't falling because that's what it might be like in a playoff game where you got to grind out a win and you know a team on the other side they have a little bit of life to take advantage of it so uh like to say it's a good lesson to learn even though it sucks to have to go through it this is betql daily from betql welcome back betql daily right here on the betql network joe g aaron hawksworth with you on a monday the voice there of steph curry after the loss last night to the uh Dallas Mavericks, they blow a big fourth quarter lead. Steve Kerr talking about learning lessons. Steph Curry talking about learning lessons. Aaron, it, it's funny. With a team like Golden State, we talked some NBA futures here. They're 43-18, and 18, right? If I didn't tell you anything about their season, you would say, wow, they're incredible. Yet they started off so well, it's hard not to just be kind of worried about them as this season goes along. They need Draymond back, and the Suns are just better and have been better, right? It's it's silly to count the Warriors out. They're plus four forty right now to win the title, second best odds. But I really I don't like the direction that Golden State is going. I, I I'm I'm worried about them come playoff time. I'm worried about them if if you have if you're holding a Golden State ticket right now. I just feel like the gap between them and the Suns is just getting bigger. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there is concern there. Um, but depending on what happens with Draymond Green, if he is able to come back, that's a team I have confidence in, in terms of their experience, their veteran leadership, that they can make a switch and turn it on come playoff time. Um, you know, if it's a seven game series, I have confidence in them as opposed to a team like the Lakers. <laughs> I just don't think they have the right pieces there. It's not working. Yeah, the Lakers are all but dead. The Warriors still are one of the favorites to to win this thing. And they're right now they're tied. I mean, they're tied with Phoenix right now to win the West. It's remarkable to me that we're still there. Plus 170 apiece. Golden State plus 170. Phoenix plus 170 to win the West. I, I just I, I think those numbers are off. I think there's value there on Phoenix still. Aaron, you mentioned Denver as I look at the Western Conference odds right now. Yeah. Denver's 14 to 1. So it's it's Golden State Phoenix tied plus 170. The Jazz plus 650, and then tied at 14 to 1, Memphis and the Denver Nuggets. You mentioned the Nuggets there if they get healthy here. Yeah, I actually, the Nuggets to win the division is plus 500. So that could be an interesting one. Um, as we head into the home stretch of the NBA season, you know, there are rumblings that Jamal Murray and I think Michael Porter is going to come back very soon. They're saying March. Um, you know, the Nuggets have been very careful with both of these guys in terms of their return. There hasn't been any leaks of like an exact date or anything, but it seems like they're both going to be able to get cleared here pretty soon. So if they both come back, maybe mid to late March, who knows? Um, but this is a team that last season when Murray, Jokic, and Aaron Gordon were on the floor together – a small sample size, but they had a plus 17 net rating, 127 offensive rating, um, just really, really good. And the fact that they have the easiest remaining schedule in the NBA right now, they could go on a run. All they need is those two guys back in um, – It'll be interesting. We also saw last year the Suns were a bad matchup for the Nuggets. Um, yeah. 
So I don't know. You don't know what's going to happen with the status of Chris Paul, but I think this Nuggets team is a team to watch out for. So it's interesting right now. Um, and you're right, Aaron, they could go on a run. And it's going to be interesting to see how seeding impacts things when you get to the playoffs. I mean, the, the Suns right now feel like the team that I'd want to avoid if I right. was in the West. So Denver right now is the six. And you're right, their schedule's light, so they could certainly move up to five. They're basically tied with Dallas, so they're tied for the five and six. Uh, Utah is only two and a half games ahead of these two teams. So there is a chance Denver moves up. I, I wonder, though, I wonder if you'd rather, if you're Denver, would you rather be in the five spot? or the sixth spot rather than four or five. Because if you're in the sixth, you would take on Memphis in the first round. That's difficult, but you know yeah. you have more experience than them. And then you'd have Golden State in the second round. Meanwhile, if you're in the fourth spot, you'd have Phoenix in the second round. You couldn't avoid Phoenix until the Western Conference Finals. I wonder if that teams like think like that or they're just going to try to win as many yeah. games as, as they can here. Well, yeah, they may be thinking like that, or it also just depends on getting these guys back when they get cleared and how soon they can get on that run. Um, but I definitely think there's value there taking a look. Um, March 14th, it's a Monday, Denver at Philly ESPN game. That's going to be interesting. The two MVPs going up against each other. I don't think Jokic will get it two years in a row, though. They don't like doing that, but... I really think they need to consider DeMar DeRozan, you know, with the Bulls um, being number one. The Bulls have been a surprise team. He's playing out of his mind. He's doing things that we've never seen him do before. They've got to take a look at DeRozan. Well, I, I think so, too. Here. I, so it's funny you bring that up. I know, you, I know you have the future. And then last week he did it again, right? He just kept hitting these amazing shots, game-winning shots, 35 points, you know, yeah. efficient shooting. This really might be Aaron. And look, Embiid is the favorite. So if he stays healthy, he's probably going to get it. But if he misses any time or he falls off, we're, I think we're really going to figure out what these voters think valuable means. I mean, if, if DeMar DeRozan leads the Bulls to the number one seed in the East, isn't that value? Like, he dragged them there. Exactly. In preseason, I no one expected them to be where they are. No. I mean, I bet the um, over on their win total. Um, but other than that, I didn't think they were going to do this. <laughs> I mean, no one did. Come on. I would have been full of crap if I said that. <laughs> like, nobody thought. I think we were hoping for improvement. Um, but nobody thought they'd be number one. And I, you've got to credit what DeRozan is doing. Um, and I think... His name, just people want to fade him because of that and maybe his age and they haven't seen him play like this before, but that makes it even more impressive. Yeah, it, it's funny because he's been in the league so long. I mean, we, we don't think of it that way, but I think this is 13th year in the NBA. I can't think of any comp to this where a player this far into their career suddenly became a legitimate MVP candidate. I mean, usually, you know, guys are better when they're young. They're, they're, you kind of know right away. This it's weird. Like he's how do you explain it? It is weird. It really is. I mean, I'm happy for the guy. I guess late bloomer is how you explain it. Yeah, and he's just been crazy with so many clutch shots. I mean, he's just yeah. been he's been incredible. And, and if he's they have like the number fine one seat, wine, getting better with age. But yeah, no, I hope I hope I don't. I mean, John Morant, he's probably going to get most improved player. I mean, I know you have the John Morant MVP ticket. I don't think it's going to go to him though. I don't think so either. If I had to set my top three right now, I would say it's Embiid one, 
Jokic two, and I put DeRozan three. I put him over yeah. Giannis. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't see it being Steph. No, Steph's fallen off. Uh, and John Moran, for as great as he is, he would have had to been un like just crazy good or or top of the West. Maybe like, next just, season. I yeah. don't think it's yeah, it's not gonna happen this year. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Eastern Conference here, Aaron, because we're gonna find out a lot this week about the East after this week's games, especially Miami. So here are some of the games we have this week. Tonight, Bulls at Miami. Wednesday, Miami at Milwaukee. Thursday, Miami at the Nets. Uh, then we also have the Cavs at the Sixers this week, the Bucks at the Bulls this week. And then Saturday, the Sixers at the Heat. So the Heat this week will play the Bulls, the Bucks, the Nets, and the Sixers. Um, that's a lot. I mean, that that is – this is the kind of week – because you look at the standings in Eastern Conference, and it's so jumbled. So, you know, between Miami and the Celtics, the top six seeds. So it's Miami right now, Chicago, Sixers, Cavs, Bucks, Celtics. Those six teams are separated by five total games. Like, this is a week where things are going to move a lot. You know, Miami could either kind of pull away a little bit if they, you know, go three and one or whatever, or they could come back to the pack if they have a tough week. And maybe the Bulls are the number one seed or the Sixers get close to it by the end of the week. So we're going to find out a lot this week about, about where these teams are right now. I, I, yeah. I still think Miami is kind of under the radar. They're really good and nobody talks about them. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about them, even though right. I'm on the Cavs. Um, I know – We've been talking about the the Miami Heat. I think for me, especially in the East, is I still don't really know. There's not much separation. Like, I honestly don't know what we have in these teams. Who is going to really take a step up, um, you know, with the Nets and the Sixers? I mean, it's tough. That is a tough one as we head into this home stretch, you know, three quarters of the way through the season in the East. It's a crapshoot for me. <laughs> totally. And the, the big part about the East that we're, we're maybe getting some clarity on here is Kyrie Irving, potentially. Because I, I saw the um, the restrictions are being lifted in New York City, but not for private businesses yet. So the Barclays Center doesn't quite allow Kyrie to play yet. I don't know if that's going to change too, but things are changing. Uh, let, let's hear from Kyrie Irving on, on things coming together here for the Nets. Yeah, I hope my smile could, you know, do a answer that question. But uh, yeah, you know, when you when you playing with guys that uh, you know, coming off the ball, uh, being very selfless and uh, you know, putting their body on the line, and then uh, just thinking the game, it, it just makes my job a lot easier to go out there and and just lead the offense as best I can as the point guard. But uh, you know, even just thinking like that, you know, be uh, Bruce played point guard tonight, Seth played point guard tonight. And we're just all interchangeable down the stretch. And, uh, you know, we just showed our depth and uh, we just showed our resilience. So he played great on Saturday, Aaron, and they won that game in um, in Milwaukee. So it was a big win for the Nets. So yesterday, the mayor of New York changed the, um, the rules in New York, uh, wow. Eric Adams in New York City. So what they've done is change it to where – they're going to remove the indoor mask mandate for students and the vaccine mandate that covers indoor dining, fitness centers, and entertainment venues on March 7th. But Kyrie doesn't kind of fall under that because that is a different kind of rule. It's a private sector rule where the Nets play. Like, it's it's not the same. Um, that, was, that regulation was put into place late in December. It requires employers who perform in-person work or interact with the public to show proof of vaccination. So... The rules are changing. Kyrie's not 
part of the rules though. Well, I do know one thing that could change is Kevin Durant is expected to come back really soon. So if, if New York does change those rules come playoff time, you know, as things warm up and think, you know, cases continue to drop, I mean, the Nets could be really dangerous. You're getting KD back from that MCL sprain a few weeks ago. He says he's feeling better and better. Um, so the Nets, I think, could be dangerous. But it's it's kind of like the in the Nuggets argument where you're it's you still don't know what you're getting because you're waiting for these pieces all to come together. So these injuries and when these guys are coming back and how they look when they come back, it all factors in. So it, again, like. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Nobody has any idea. Um, so it seems like it's trending towards he's going to be able to play at some point, but it's not quite March 7th. The other part about the Nets, Aaron, who, who remain one of the favorites in the Eastern Conference, which is just remarkable considering all things. Actually, they're the favorite on FanDuel right now to win the East plus 290. Mm -hmm. So Ben Simmons is still not back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His back is bothering him now. Yes, he doesn't want to play I, in Philadelphia. I thought of you on the sideline. I'm like, this dude with his back soreness because he was reconditioning. Well, maybe if you didn't have to recondition, you could be on the floor. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So annoying. There's a few athletes I wish would just go away, and Ben Simmons is one of them. So how much do you think his back hurts and how much do you think his back will feel better after the Nets play in Philadelphia on March 10th? He's not well, playing honestly, that game. Maybe he does have – didn't he say he's had some mental health issues? Yeah. Like maybe part of this is a psychological, like, confidence issue. And he's, like, you know, kind of blaming it on his back. But maybe he's, like, nervous or feels like he doesn't have it anymore. I I'm just confused because – I guess if you do too much too soon, you can get an injury quickly. But, I mean, he's young. He's a professional athlete. It just seems head-scratching that you haven't played in a while and you're injured. Yeah, I, I think it's about Philadelphia. I don't think he wants to play in that game on, on March 10th in Philadelphia. I, my, my guess is he's going to come back. going on there. Yeah. yeah. Which is – and look, part of me understands it, right? He, he wanted out of Philadelphia. It's going to be a hostile thing. But – you can't avoid it for long. The Nets could play the Sixers in the playoffs. What is he going to do? Not show up to the playoff series? He's going to have to play in Philadelphia at some point. They're in the same division. It's like if your group of friends is going to a restaurant and you know your ex is going to be there and you don't <laughs> want to go. Like, that's what's going on right now. The only problem is, and that, that makes sense, and you could avoid that, but imagine if, like, three months from now, you may have to eat at that restaurant every night for a week. Just get it over with. Like, it's going to be awkward. Sure. Yeah, Move just on. do it one time. It's gonna it's gonna get less awkward as time goes on. You're moving on. It's it's a reset for him. But I don't know. Something's going on with him. I hope he's okay. Um, but I I couldn't help but laugh and think of you when I saw him just sitting there with back soreness. Like, oh gosh, what are we doing? What is going on here? Meanwhile, James Harden's dropping triple doubles. Ben Simmons can't get himself back on the court. We just need you to play defense. We know you can't shoot. Just get out there. Do something. Yeah, well, look, the Nets are still the favorites. It is, it's, it feels crazy. We'll see how it plays out and when Ben comes back and when Kevin Durant does. Joe G, Aaron Hawksford, it's BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. On the other side, you know what it's time for. We have to go off the board. That's next right here on the BetQL Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.